Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It is at your service on News Talk 1120 KMOX. My name is Mike Elam. Sitting in tonight... There's just a revolving wheel in this particular time slot, isn't there? It's just, you never know who you're going to get. It gets to 8 o'clock and you're like, hey, spin the wheel. Let's see who shows up tonight. Well, that's getting ready to end before too long. Because as uh, the wonderful Matt Pajeski just said to me earlier, we are getting ready to get into Cardinal Baseball. And when Cardinal Baseball gets kicked up, you're going to have games that are going on. I am excited about that. I'm looking forward to having baseball back, and I'm looking forward to it not being last year's baseball season because that was god-awful. Hey, uh, Brad is hanging out with us for a little bit, and I wanted to ask him a couple of questions about a couple of news stories okay. that you've been talking about today. So the one you just talked about, the reckless driving crackdown uh, that's going on. So uh, yesterday? No. When was I here? I was here Tuesday. I was here Tuesday. Man, my days are going together lately. It's it's just crazy. By the way, my wife said to me the other day, you know, the word you're looking for is no. Just because someone asks you to do something doesn't mean you have to say yes. My wife says the same thing. Oh, my Lord. Well, I haven't quite <laughs> learned that yet, right? I'm, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I'm, I'm 50, almost 58 years old, and I haven't quite got to, okay, it's time to say no as to what's going on. But... Uh, So when I was in in here with uh, Chris Ranji the other day, we were talking about traffic in St. Louis. And we were specifically talking about the fact that here we go again with another accident that happened. Because I was here the night doing the show of the Drake concert. And it was the second night of the concert. And we were talking about that fact because I hit all the traffic when I was coming down. I didn't know Drake was doing a second night. And as it turns out, he shouldn't have. Because if he would have just done one, those people would still be in Chicago and they'd still be alive, right? Hindsight is twenty twenty. But we were talking about that. We were talking about the young lady who lost her legs because of that crash. So Kara Spencer is wanting to do um, 
something about reckless driving. What it, What is it that she's hoping to do? She's hoping to uh, uh, get a bill passed that would allow officers to boot a vehicle right on the scene. Oh. So I don't know whether they'll oppose that, you know, and say that that's too much work or who tells them that they should be able to do that or I'm I don't curious. know. I'm, if I'm, that's even legal, right? I mean, can are other departments doing that in other places? Well, you know, one of the things Ranji brought up is St. Louis is different from a lot of major cities because we have very wide roads and we have wide roads downtown because we used to have streetcars. Right. And streetcars needed the room, right? So you had these wide roads all over St. Louis. Now, we don't have streetcars anymore, as, as we well know, but we still have the wide roads. So they were talking about maybe doing some sort of um, traffic calming measures. And one of the things, you know, they talk about road diets. So what can you do to shrink the road and congest traffic a little more. Chris's thing is, if we just had more people downtown, that would stop that from happening. But the question that I had for him is, and and you guys are down here every day, do you ever see a St. Louis City cop stop anybody for speeding? I have not seen that. Do you see him stop people for running red lights? Or turning when they're not supposed to be turning? That happens all the time, too. I, I saw a guy when I was down here a few weeks ago. He turned left on red, right? So there's a lot. You could turn right on red on a lot of, like, yeah. okay, that's fine. I think that's a normal thing unless you see a sign, no right on red. Most people think, I can turn right on mm-hmm. red. But you can't cross two lanes of traffic. On a left turn, that happens on a to red. me like once a month down here. It happens down here all the time. Like people look at traffic signals as mere suggestions, right? Oh, so that's kind of red? No, it's red. Stop. Like, what are you doing? So I'm curious to see if this is going to kick in for her, where that's going to go. And I'll, I'll be interested to see. So next Wednesday, we have the East-West Gateway meeting. So I'm on the board of, of directors for East-West Gateway. And we're currently talking about, you know, the crime summit. And the mayor is trying to get some things going to curtail crime in the city. Um, uh, Eric Apt, who wrote this, this book, uh, Bleeding Out, um, and his group goes around and helps communities who are trying to especially stop violent crime. And that's the big thing in St. Louis. They'll tell you that crime is down in St. Louis, but the thing that's not down is violent crime. Well, I would submit to you, I don't really care if the other crime's down. If violent crime is up, that's the big problem. You can't have violent crime. Here's something that just blew me away when we first started talking about this. So 90% of the homicides that happen in the St. Louis metropolitan area the entire, what is it, 2.6 million, something like that, of a, the greater St. Louis metro area. Mm-hmm. 90% of the homicides that happen happen in St. Louis City, St. Louis County, and St. Clair County. Of those 90% of the homicides, they know who the shooters are. They can actually tell you, oh, it's BJ, who's the shooter of blah, blah, blah gang, right? And I had heard of... I mean, I live in St. Charles County, man, and it's amazing how 30 miles is a world away for what's going on. Now, I say that, and then you've got the Forestell story, right, of the guy who, who shot his girlfriend in the head with a shotgun. Brother, that's some anger issues. It sure is. And neither one of them, from what I'm understanding of your story, neither one of these two are St. Charles County people. 
They are not. So she, at, I forgot where she Cadet, was. Cadet, Missouri. I don't even know where Cadet, Missouri is. Uh, but so she's from there, and he's from Illinois? Yeah, from uh, Madison County, from uh, Godfrey. So, uh, again, these, these Illinois people. I'm just kidding. It's just a joke. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, I mean, so you have that. By the way, uh, Barry Bayless, who is uh, the St. Charles County spokesperson, y- you will not meet a better person on the face of the earth. That guy is a quality human being all the way around. Uh, just super proud that he is part of the St. Charles County Police Force. But as normal, I digress, right? So trying to look at how can we get things to get better around the region and how are we going to do things, just doing something as as small as what she is talking about doing and trying to do traffic calming. If, if you could do something like that, that would help. But we're 300 police officers short in the city of St. Louis, right? So my daughter is dating a St. Louis city police officer, right? And I will not out him because I don't want to get him in trouble, right? Right. But I know, according to the chief of police, they're 300 officers short. So there is a proposal that has been floated through East-West Gateway. Can we get the highway patrol to come help with traffic in the city of St. Louis? From what... Um, my daughter's boyfriend told me that if you could just get the highway patrol to handle the accidents and everything that happen on the highways, it would open up so many uh, officers that would be able to actually go fight crime, which is what you would want your officers doing anyway. And have a presence. Yes. So you could put them in these areas where you know the shooters are to try and curtail them. Because I, I would submit to you, a cop on a street is a deterrent. Whether he's doing anything or not, just being on the street is a deterrent for someone who has bad intentions acting on them. So we'll we'll see where it goes. So, Brad, I appreciate you hanging out for a little bit and adding some color to those no stories. You know, we get a chance to, we do these stories, but we don't get a chance to really dig apart in some of these sometimes. So we may talk a little bit as we go through the evening about what's going on um, with, with the shootings that have happened lately, because... In St. Charles County, we generally don't have a lot of shootings. You know the thing that's happened a lot that I haven't heard people talk about? The deaths and fires lately. Right. We have had like five fire deaths that have happened around the region lately and all across from from Illinois out to uh, Defiance in St. Charles. Like they're all over the place. I'm like, what is causing all these fires that are happening at times when people can't get out. And we've lost little kids uh, because of that fire and defiance was a four-year-old and six-year-old boy. I mean, just heartbreaking stuff that's, that's going on. And so, then Ferguson with a mother. Yeah. That just, it, it's, that's heartbreaking to everybody involved, you know, not only the first responders, family, but those of us reading the stories. Oh, man. there's there's It's something that you would think in today's fire-suppressant things that we have. You shouldn't have this many fires. And we normally don't. So I'm trying to figure out what's what's going on that's making that happen. So who knows? We're here until 10 o'clock tonight. God knows what all we're going to talk about. But I can tell you what we're going to talk about next is uh, we're going to talk a little bit about building your future. So uh, Jason Hughes and Katie Vargas are going to join us. It's called Build Your Future Event. And we're going to dig into that in a little bit. My name is Mike Elam. This is At Your Service on KMOX.
worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It is at your service on KMOX. My name is Mike Elam. Thanks for hanging out tonight. So if you have a child that is looking for a future path, what are they going to do? Well, for years, we always told our kids, you need to go to college. You've got to go to college for you to have a good career. And you know what? That kind of turned out to not be true. In many cases, people end up getting a college degree and they just can't find a path forward. And then they start looking for something else to do. Not that there's anything wrong with college. I mean, you could end up in radio, like Matt and I. Uh, But there's other options out there. What are those other options? Well, there's an event that that is coming up in April. It's actually on my birthday, on April 24th. And it's called Build My Future STL. Jason Hughes and Katie Vargas are going to join us. Well, Jason was going to join us, but Jason lost his voice. So uh, Jason's not going to be able to join us. But Katie Vargas is joining us. She's with the Francis House School District. Katie, how are you? I'm well, Mike. Thank you for having me. Now, we're going to give Jason all kinds of grief about the fact that he's he's screaming too loud and he loses his voice, and now <laughs> he's he's going to drop this on you. No, Jason is a great guy. You probably hear the commercials for T.R. Hughes, and that's Jason who's on those particular commercials. He's also the president of the Home Builders Association, who is a big partner in this event with Build My Future STL, aren't they? 
That is correct. Yes. And I will forgive Jason just this once. He is a wonderful guy. Well, you have to forgive him because you work with him, but I can give him grief because, because I can. So that's, that's just kind of how it works. No, he is a great guy. So uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the build my future STL event. I will, I'll lead into the fact of saying, I think this is the third year that you have this going on, isn't it? Yes, it is our third annual event. It is the second year that we are having a two day event, which I believe is still the only Build My Future um, two-day event in the nation. Wow, I didn't know that. Now, it's at the Family Arena in St. Charles. Correct, and it is open to all high schools. Uh, if you can hear my voice, you are welcome to to attend. Um, we have currently, as of today, 77 high schools from around the greater St. Louis region registered with about 2,500 students estimated to attend. Wow, that is huge. Now, when you first started, how many how many students did you have that first year? We not, had not less than 1,000. Okay. No, no, no. Actually, um, I, I can't remember what I had for breakfast this morning, but I can remember <laughs> numbers like this. So, <laughs> Well, I mean, it's... Uh, we had... Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say we had we had about 800 that year one, and um, then we grew it by about five to six hundred last year, and now we're again estimated about another six to seven hundred more on top of that this year. So it continues to grow, and we will continue to make room. Now, I if I remember correctly, this was an event that was kind of born down in Springfield, Missouri, and I want to say uh, 2014-ish. Was that about right? Uh, that is about right. I don't know the exact uh, history on when uh, the the annual the the first launch was down in Springfield, but that is the uh, first site of the first ever Build My Future. Uh, and then uh, the uh, committee, the folks that created that event, were just extremely generous and invited educators from all over the state to come down. Um, industry folks as well to come down and, and see the event for themselves. And uh, now we have several Build My Future events statewide and I think even across the nation. So you've, you've got over, did you say 77 high schools that are, that are part of this thing this year? That is correct, Mike. So 77 as of today, and that number is still growing. Um, again, we still are accepting uh, high school registration through March 1st. Okay. And um, before we disconnect, I can give you our website and your listeners our website for any high schools that would still like to register. And if you're a parent or a student, high school student listening, um, I would recommend going to your high school counselor, contacting your high school counselor or building administrator and uh, making sure that your school is registered. So let's talk a little bit about the event itself. It is a two-day event. It starts on Wednesday, April 24th. It goes through uh, Thursday, April 25th. But over these two days, what are attendees going to find waiting for them when they show up at the family arena? Yes, so this is the most exciting part. I mean, it really just makes all of the hard work worth it when you're walking around looking at students, interacting with our amazing industry partners. Um, from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. on both of the days you mentioned, high school students will be arriving by busloads and walking through the family arena and out to the back parking lot where they will have access to, as of today, 60 exhibitors and counting. Wow. Um, uh, well, they'll be able to interact with all 60 and more of these exhibitors through hands-on 
uh, exhibit where they will get to literally try on the trades for the, for the day. So high school students will be able to floor lay, they'll get to access large machinery and operate that machinery, um, framing and roofing, they'll get to do some mudding and taping, mosaic tiling, there's an obstacle course, um, just you name it, anything related uh, or tangent to the trades uh, uh, career area is represented that day. So the differences in the in the different sessions that are going to happen, you have some that are going to be for high school students, but some that are open, like you were saying, to the general public. Uh, is is yes. it going to be different things that happen at those, or is it going to be the same things just for different age groups of people? No, it, it will be the exact same um, exhibit, and so that is exactly why we are doing the 2 to 4 p.m. public event. It is free and completely open to the public on that Wednesday, the first day, April 24th, 2 to 4 p.m. All of the exact same exhibits will be available to the general public, and we recognize and understand that we have um, – we have 20 something 30 something heck i'm i'm 40 something and still trying to figure out maybe what i want to do when i grow up so i'm 57 um, i'm right there with you so we'll figure it out well we've talked about this so we know that there are people still wanting to make career changes in their lives and uh, we invite adults to come and check uh check out the expo during that two to four time frame we also welcome uh, younger students, middle school age students to come um, with their parents or, you know, again, a small group of, of kids from their school, if, if a teacher wants to organize that, to come during that um, public opening uh, time frame. You know, it, it's great if if you're someone who's looking for, you know, what else am I going to do? Or maybe the career path that you're on right now just isn't going anywhere. But I know especially for these high school students that are trying to figure it out, and they may be wondering, you know, what kind of money can I make? And, I mean, you're talking about jobs in many cases that are paying $29, $30 an hour, and and this is something that you get paid in most cases to earn while you learn, which is something completely different from a traditional, you know, go-to-college pathway. Absolutely. Absolutely, Mike. And that's exactly why I do what I do. I I was teasing you a minute ago. I know exactly what I want to be when I grow up because I'm doing that work um, (laughs) as an educator um, in Francis Howell. And that is really helping parents and students alike recognize and understand that we all have uh, different aptitudes and interests. And there is a career, a rewarding, lucrative career out there for all of us. And that includes the construction trades. And we see time and again, kids uh, just lighting up at this expo. And then last year with the public event, we saw kids that were there earlier in the day coming back with their parents to show their parents firsthand and to talk with these awesome um, industry partners about all of the opportunity that awaits them, not just in pay, but in continual advancement and growth and learning in the industry as well. Well, I I know Jason had sent me some numbers earlier and just talking about 
uh, construction sector jobs alone. There were over 24,000 jobs that got added in December, another 11,000 that got added on top of that in January. And, and that's now. That's not, you know, this is something that happened in 2020. That's, that's 2023, 2024 job openings. And you continue to see this happening because construction is something that is not going to slow down anytime soon. We're going to continue to grow and build, and we really need these skilled laborers to come in. And I love the fact that that you guys have been doing this. I appreciate the Home Builders Association of St. Louis and Eastern Missouri for getting together on this and really expanding this. I'm thrilled because, you know, I'm a St. Charles County Council guy, right? So I love that it's at the family arena. And I love that we're able to put that together. I'm with you. I know what I want to do too, right? I want to be the county executive, but I got to wait till Steve Elman is done. Uh, so <laughs> supposedly that's 26, but but we'll wait and see, right? So there are so many jobs that are out there, and it's it's a great opportunity for kids and adults to come out on the April 24th and April 25th to be able to learn about these. And the great part, I think, Katie, is it's a hands-on experience. Like, you get to really see how these machines operate. You you get to watch a backhoe. You get to watch a dozer. You get to watch people actually put bricks together and uh, and do plumbing. I mean, it's it's a great yeah. opportunity, and I appreciate the fact that, that you guys are doing this. So, again, if somebody wants to get involved, um, how can they learn more information and how can they pre-register? Yes, the best way for, for folks to get involved would be to go to our website, and that is simply buildmyfuturestl.com. And folks who are listening who are interested in sponsoring the event can go there to get more information. Folks who are interested in registering as an exhibitor can go there, as well as uh, any educators, uh, school, high schools in the area that would still like to register to bring, to bring students. Well, fantastic. I appreciate you spending some time tonight, and we're done giving Jason a hard time. Jason, we hope that you feel better, and we hope that your voice uh, returns. But thank you uh, for TRUs and, and for the Home Builders Association of St. Louis and Eastern Missouri for being a partner in this. I think this is a fantastic event. Katie, I really appreciate you handling this solo uh, tonight, and uh, but everything that you're doing out at Francis House School District, you know, you guys have a lot of great programs that are going on, and I appreciate what you're doing to help us build a very competitive workforce in the St. Louis metropolitan area moving forward. Well, I appreciate that, and thank you so much for having me on tonight. That is Katie Vargas. She's with the Francis House School District. It is buildmyfuturestl.com. Go check it out, and we hope that you'll join us at the Family Arena on April 24th. We are going to talk a little bit about the craziness that is going on at Jefferson City. I know we say that all the time, but we keep thinking it's going to end, right? No. There was more reading in the Senate this past week than happens at a library. Filibusters are going around for everybody. We are going to talk to Emily Manley from Fox 2 about what's going on in Jeff City on the other side. It is at your service. My name is Mike Elam. This is KMOX. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. 
Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. Yes, it's time to go back in time and repeat the same thing that we've done over and over again. It's called the Missouri Senate. We just continue to do the same thing. Matt and I were talking before, I think last week, we were talking about uh, days of our lives because that's what the legislature feels like this year. But the lady who covers it for Fox 2 is Emily Manley, and she is joining us again on KMOX. Emily, how are you? Mike, we survived another week in Jefferson City. I should start out by saying that. You know, I I got a midweek update with you this week because I got a chance to be on during the day when people are awake and uh, (laughs) got the opportunity to talk to you. When you were in the middle of all of this stuff, you had just had, what was it? It was more than a 14-hour filibuster that that the Democrats had done. Yeah, we ended with 21 hours. Uh, started at 4 o'clock in the afternoon on Monday and went until about 1.30 on Tuesday. Um, so it was, a, it was a lengthy one. But the biggest thing that people keep saying is, oh, my gosh, another filibuster. Oh, my gosh, another filibuster. But I just keep telling people this is normal. I, I, I sound crazy that I'm saying a 21-hour filibuster, 21 filibuster is normal. But, you know, it's, it's the Democrats filibustering. So we're, we, we've spent the first six weeks listening to Republicans filibustering against Republicans. But now we finally, we, this is the process of how it actually works in the Missouri Senate. The Democrats filibuster until they can get a compromise and move on. So even though it was 21 hours and it was a long, long, long night, we're, we're getting a little bit back to normal, I think. <laughs> well, it's it's good to see that we're back to the way things used to be, right? So welcome back, Cotter. We're, we're back to that same thing again. and But we're still on the same issue. Now, it sounds like, for those of you who haven't been following along, uh, the magic words in the Missouri Senate this year have been IP reform. And if, if you're like a lot of people who are more tech savvy, you're probably thinking that has to do with an Internet protocol. No, this is initiative petition reform. And the whole thing has been uh, the Republicans want to make it harder to amend the Missouri Constitution. And they would tell you that the Missouri Constitution is one of the easiest state constitutions to amend throughout the country. Now, the funny thing about that is, and, and Emily, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the Senate passed initiative petition reform last year. It just didn't make it through the House. They ran out of time and the governor didn't get the opportunity to sign it. So they were trying to go back and get it done this year. But I didn't get the feeling that anybody going into session was against that from a Republican side. I, I totally agree. I think the big difference now between Republicans is. It, it has to do with this ballot language. I think that is the big icing on the cake this year. It's the boogeyman in the room. 
And let me explain that a little bit because IP reform, like you said, it is so confusing and just it's kind of weird to explain it. But if it, when it comes to the Constitution, Missouri voters actually have the final say in this because it has to do with the Constitution. So lawmakers can't go and change the threshold without approval from the voters. Well, there are many Republicans that are concerned that if they put on the ballot, should it be harder to pass a, a constitutional amendment? They're worried that any Missourian is going to vote no on that. It doesn't matter if you're, if you're right, if you're left, if you're in the middle. They're worried that it's going to be harder. So there are some Republicans that wanted to put on what Democrats are calling ballot candy. And that's what we saw this week. The first question on that ballot would have been, should a U.S. citizen, should a non-U.S. citizen be allowed to vote on constitutional amendments? Well, I want you to know that's already in state law. And that's what Democrats were filibustering about is they were so mad that this ballot candy, this trick, was on this question that would go to voters. We heard from some Republicans even call it ballot candy themselves. But, you know, that's what the Democrats wanted to get rid of. They just wanted voters to ask to get asked that question. Should it be harder to amend the state's constitution? And that's what it finally came out to. But I think that's the biggest difference now between last year when it was passed in the Senate and what we're seeing among Republicans now, because you have the Freedom Caucus that says we absolutely need to be asking voters if non-citizens should be allowed to vote in elections. And then you have the other Republicans saying, okay, but we're tricking voters. So once again, the fight becomes between Republicans. (laughs) Wow. Now, they (laughs) they did get it passed out of the Senate this year, though, right? They did. They passed it today, actually. Um, It's headed to the House. And there are many members of the Freedom Caucus. Remind you, we have three caucuses in the Senate, which sounds a little odd. You have the Democrats, you have the Republicans, and then you have the Freedom Caucus members, which, which are made up of Republicans. They just say that they're more conservative. So it did pass out of the Senate today. It was by a party line vote, not surprising. All Democrats voted it down. Republicans voted in favor. All Republicans voted in favor. But I would say that the biggest difference happened to be, um, you know, we saw Democrats say, we are not sitting down until you take away that ballot candy. Okay, well, they took away the ballot candy. So in a way, Democrats kind of won the week, even though that's not exactly what they want. But now I feel like we're going to have Republicans continue to fight each other as this now goes over to the House. House leadership says that they want to put that ballot candy back on. But I want you to know that if it comes back to the Senate, this lovely process of how a bill becomes a law, that we're going to have more fighting, more filibustering, and there are Republicans that say we can't do it. So it's just this big web. And I feel like it's even confusing for me to say out loud. I feel like I need a pen of paper and to just draw it out for everybody. Yeah, we need some sort of a flow chart to follow all this. It's going to happen. Yeah, it's it's crazy. But they did make the first move today. This is what the Freedom Caucus wanted from the very first day of session. They wanted to pass IP reform. Here we are at the end of February. It is through the Senate. It is now headed to the House. And we'll see where the saga goes from here. We're talking with Emily Manley from Fox 2, who covers all the craziness in in Jeff City. Uh, I want to switch up on you just a little bit uh, because and I'm I'm sure you probably followed this. But Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft, who is running for governor against Mike Kehoe and Bill Igel, who are the three main Republicans who are running, he made a comment this week about 
saying that we should treat everybody the same and we shouldn't give our military members anything special. And uh, he has been trying to back up on that comment quite a bit. And Bill Igle and Mike Kehoe both went after him on making that comment. So Jay's making some headlines. And it's not the headlines he probably wants, if I'm being completely honest. Oh, I think um, that's safe he, to say. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think when those words came out of his mouth, he had to think, oh, shoot, I should have put my foot in my mouth because that's not good. You also have to remember that uh, Bill Idol is a veteran himself. So that's not going to Bill Idol is going to use that till the cows come home um, just because. I don't think that was the right move, and I'm sure his PR person went, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, because he is trying to back up on it now. I think he knows what he said is truly a mistake, and I don't think it's going to help him in the race. I have said since the beginning of this campaign season that Ashcroft has the one thing going for them that Kehoe and Igle don't. It's his last name. Yeah. You know, everybody knows the Ashcroft family because of what his dad was and is in the state, and I think that that is still going to play a huge role in it. But I think that that, that those words that came out of his mouth, he is even trying to figure out how to go about reversing them and how to go about, because nobody, it doesn't matter if you're blue, purple, red, you know, it doesn't matter because everybody thinks of veterans as, as, as the same. We are so thankful for them and, Everything that they've done, and I think that what he said is not going to help him in his campaign, other than the fact that he has the last name Ashcroft. I'm sure it's not the last misstep that a political candidate is going to have uh, (laughs) over this race. So I believe, and then I'll I'll let you go with this, I believe the political candidates for uh, August primaries, I think they file next week. Is Is that right? Yep, Tuesday. It's going to be a busy day. And for those of you that may not know this, it's it's kind of like the Super Bowl for these candidates in a, in a way. Um, they all have to go to the Secretary of State's office in Jefferson City, the Kirkpatrick building, and there will literally be a line. How it works is they have to go through and draw a number. On that number is where they end up on the ballot. So it doesn't matter even if you're first in line or you're 50th in line. You still have to draw a number. Um, and But it's literally this sport. Every year I'm always amazed by how many people are there at 6 a.m. trying to be the first in line <laughs> because you still got to draw a number. Um, but I want to say what this, file, this candidate filing day really means. We know who's running for what. From now, so far, it's always been just the talk. Oh, look at that campaign finance. Oh, he says he's running for that. We all are officially going to know come Tuesday. They don't have to file on Tuesday. They have a month to do it. But nine times out of ten, they're doing it within the first day. But it just kind of becomes that solid, we all know, finally. Um, And it'll be interesting to see who does what. There's a couple of candidates I have my eye on um, of what's actually going to happen come this Tuesday. But it all officially becomes official on Tuesday. It's going to be an exciting day because people are still talking about candidates who haven't announced anything yet. But there's a lot of talk going on. And, boy, my phone was blowing up earlier this week about 
who may be running for Congress from Lake St. Louis and who's who's not and who may be throwing their hat in the ring for lieutenant governor or secretary of state. Like, I'm I'm excited to see what's going on on Tuesday. Emily, I appreciate the fact that you are keeping a watchful eye on this. And I look forward to talking to you soon and finding out what actually happened. So I know the drama is not going to end. It's going to play all the way through May. So the good news for you is that's job security. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere before May. I can tell you that much. Well, I appreciate um, you. I, of course, always a, always a pleasure to talk to you, Mike. And the next time we talk, maybe we can talk about candidate filing because it'll be official then. It's going to be exciting. That is Emily Manley from Fox 2. There is a lot going on, and we will keep up with it right here at At Your Service. I'm Mike Elam. This is News Talk 1120 KMOX. News Radio KMOX, the home of the Cardinals. Can't believe how fast this show always goes. So we got one hour that's already done. I can't believe that. Uh, thanks to Jason Hughes and Katie Vargas. I know Jason still lost his voice, but I'm giving him credit anywhere. Thanks for them for being here to talk about Build Your Future STL. Uh, thanks to Emily Manley. I love the fact that she is so up on all this stuff that is going on in Jefferson City. Somebody needs to keep an eye on the soap opera. And the good news is it just keeps giving. So there's always something like that going on. There is a program that you may not be familiar with. It's a program called CAPS. And we are going to talk to the director of the St. Charles County CAPS program. Her name is Erica Land. And Erica is going to join us on the other side. We were talking about high school students and Build My Future, Build Your Future STL. Well, there's other programs. And this is a program that you are going to want to know about. I'm Mike Elam. This is At Your Service. You are listening to The Voice of St. Louis, News Talk 1120. KMOX.